0: This episode of The Bryant Land Show is brought to you by On X Hunt. From Stone Mountain, Georgia, this is The Bryant Land Show. Hosted by Proud Gamecock and South Carolinian, AB3 All right everybody welcome to another episode of the Bryant Land show. Thank you for taking the time to make the download come in. Check out what we got going on. Welcome to September. Welcome to Labor Day if you're listening to this on Labor Day. Hopefully you are having a great day. You're not working. Hopefully you are grilling. Or enjoying a cold one. Maybe you're out deer hunting if the deer season is open in your state. There are a few places where deer season is already wide open. Don't want to forget the fellas and gals out there chasing those elk. Elk season, getting after those big boys. So, man, a lot of hunting to be done. Dove season season. Already opened or right around the corner depending on where you are. Squirrel season, man, early teal, early goose, all kind of stuff is going on either already or getting ready to open. It is a great, great time of the year. Usually Labor Day is the uh sign of the end of the summer. It's the last holiday basically of the summer. And once, you know, Labor Day comes through, then the temperatures in most places usually drop. Unless you're down south doing early deer hunting, like I'll be doing here in the next week or so, it'll still be hot as fish grease outside. But anyway, Labor Day, seasons are opening. It's time to get out, enjoy the outdoors, get some hunting. Like I said, hopefully you guys are not laboring on Labor Day. As for the podcast, as for the show today, we're going to get out of the box a little bit. My guest is a friend of mine. We're going to step out of the box. I'm going to tell you more about that here in just a few moments. But before I do, I want to lay out my own personal Labor Day plan. Like I said, When you guys are listening to this, hopefully I am out executing my Labor Day plan, which consists of doing some more scouting, putting boots on the ground over at the Hunt Club. I think I mentioned to you guys, if I had not, then it slipped my mind. But I joined a Hunt Club, the Buckwild Hunt Club, President Corey Bryant, all the good folks over there I am a part of the hunt club and as a matter of fact if you go back into the archives you can listen to my interview that I did with Corey which kind of led to me becoming a part of the hunt club so I'm going to get out there that's my first thing get out there do some scouting use my Onyx Hunt map application I got it downloaded to my phone Onyx Hunt And what I'm going to do out there is just familiarize myself with the property, man. Whenever you hunt in a new space, whether it be public land or whether it be a new piece of private land, you know, it's good to have that application. You can download it to your phone, Apple or Android. It's compatible with both. And you just make notes. You know, you make notes if you got some deer sign, you make notes of trees um, that you maybe want to hang a set, or maybe you want to climb on your climber, maybe set up a space for a blind food plot or whatever, man, this this app is so versatile, so I'm going to take my X Hunt app, I'm going to go down, like I said, make notes, get familiarized with this new area down at my hunt club, and once... I finished that. I'm going to get back to the house. I have a brisket that I've been marinating now for a while. And I'm going to pull that brisket out. And I can't wait to do some grilling. I'm going to put some drinks on the cooler. Or just put some drinks in the cooler, I should say. Get them nice and cold and chill. I got that brisket marinating and I can't wait to smoke a brisket on my Traeger, my Traeger grill. I hadn't smoked a brisket yet. I've smoked some uh, fish, I uh, even uh, smoked some chicken uh, or roasted uh, a chicken on that thing. But man, it's so flawless, it's so easy. so I can't wait to get that done, get done with my scouting, get back to the house fire up the Traeger, put that brisket in there, let that thing cook low and slow, crack open a couple of beers, get some other drinks, just kind of hang out, relax, and try to enjoy this Labor Day, because the reality is, this weekend, deer season starts, I'm going to be in a stand somewhere, I'm going to have Bruiser Brody, my bow with me, and we're going to try to lay a smack down on one of these Georgia Deers out here. Yes, I said Georgia Deers. So, Hopefully, that will be the plan for your boy, AB3, coming up. My guest this week, I told you guys we're going to go out of the box a little bit. When you finish a hunt, a lot of times, there, especially when the hunt has a great ending to it, you want to celebrate, and there's a celebration. Uh, in that celebration, you may celebrate with a cigar. As a matter of fact, I was going through the boards for my hunt club on one of the chat boards. And someone asked about what kind of cigar, you know, is a good cigar or how to select a cigar, things of that nature. And like I said, when you kill that big buck or you have a a great duck hunt or, you know, you get a nice elk, whatever the case is, a lot of times you want to celebrate with a cigar. So... One of my classmates, known this fellow for a long time, Gerald Anderson, host of the Morning Smoke CLT podcast out of Charlotte, North Carolina, agreed to come through, join me on the Bryantland Show, and we just kicked back. We talk about cigars. Gerald's not really a big hunter, but maybe I can get him out in the outdoors a little bit. But the main thing is, is He knows his cigars, so for those of you that may want to celebrate with a cigar this season coming up and have no clue of what to get or where to start, Gerald and I are going to take a little uh, conversation, and he's going to take you through and get you right. So kick back, listen to my conversation with the host of the Morning Smoke Charlotte podcast, Mr. Gerald Anderson. Brianland. G, Welcome to the Brightland show man thank you for taking the time to come through man and holler at me i appreciate it absolutely man
1: it's my pleasure
0: my man, pleasure man now let's just go ahead and get this out of the way okay. you are one two three third clemson person that <laughs> I've had on this podcast, and I oh, just yeah. want the people to know and I want you know my fans to know because everybody knows I'm a die hard Carolina fan. I mean you hit a rooster in my intro in my music <laughs> like you know I go all the way with it, but I do what's best for the show and bringing knowledge to the people even if I have to consort myself with such people as yourself being a Clemson graduate. And that's the other thing, too. Like, these these ain't like Georgia fans, like, where they're just fans. It's like, well, did you go to school? No, I didn't go to Georgia, but by God, go dogs! Never seen the campus outside of a fall football Saturday. Like, everyone that I've talked to from that school in the upstate of South Carolina is very distinguished graduated has degrees or either played football you know Kim Brown was on my on my show yep. earlier in the year he actually uh well early last year rather very accomplished bow hunter played football at Clemson obviously me and you both know Bernie Bernie Samuels we grew Absolutely. up together went to Clemson I mean I still hold that against him I can't fault him for that and then (laughs) you and I went to high school together Tumsville High Tumsville South Carolina you made a poor choice two years before I got out of high school so there was really no no way of saving you because you were just uh ahead of me so I was all in y'all wasn't all in see that, that see that's that's that bullshit i'll be talking about right there nobody was all in when you grad. because let's see i graduated in 95 so you're what 93 right 93 yep yeah nobody was all in in 93 y'all were <laughs> you know y'all were still trying to hope that you weren't on probation from you know what danny ford left you were trying to run ken hatfield out of town so, let, you know, let's not act like it was just all sunshine and lollipops.
1: No, it, it was not. It was not. Matter of fact, I'll tell you, quick story, what got me to Clemson was a guy you know very well, Coach McDonald. He got, he got me to Clemson. <laughs> because my freshman year, you were still in middle school. We went, we went on a, uh, it was an honor roll student's trip to a basketball game. Okay. I, I had never been to Clemson before in my life. I follow Clemson. I like Clemson. I watch the games, but i would never been there. Right. But just but just going there on that trip, it was a snowy day in January. I fell in love with it.
0: Which is already a big deal because it don't snow that much in South Carolina. If it does, yeah, no. it shuts everything <laughs> down. So, I mean, but not the, Clemson, no. the fact not that Clemson. you actually were able to get to Clemson during the snow and it not be shut down is a feat in itself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because anywhere else in the state would have been closed and everything would have been canceled. So there's that. Hey, whenever snow, snowed, we didn't cancel class. We still went to class. Yeah, you know, Co- Coach McDonald, Buster McDonald, is very dear to me because, you know, he was my baseball coach when I played baseball. You know, I played baseball with some pretty good guys at the time. You know, they were yes, studs. And, and, and I was, you know, just a little skinny, little scrawny kid. And Coach McDonald, he would – Work with me along with Coach Stokes, and but you know, Coach McDonald was my guy. And it's funny till this day, I every now and then because he's pretty active on Facebook, like I see Coach Stokes when I come home every now and again. But Coach McDonald is pretty active on Facebook, and I will never forget in my memory book because I didn't get a yearbook, I had a memory book. The memory book was uh, more important to me, I had a memory book, and he wrote in my memory book. Don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone and get out of the box. And I I will never forget that. And every now and then on Facebook, I'll hit him and I'll just say, am I out of the box far enough? <laughs> like, did, did I get out of the box? Did I get out of my shell, you know, enough? So, yeah, Coach, Coach McDonald, that, that, that's my guy. I mean, oh, no I, doubt. I don't hold – I kind of hold it against him that he went to Clemson too, but, you know, he, that's a, that's a good man right there. So I kind of let it slide.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> we, we still talk every night and he's really good dude. Yeah. My man.
0: Definitely, definitely. So, G, I brought you on because I was looking around in the group chat. I joined a hunt club and shout out to buck wild hunt club and someone posted on the chat board no does anyone smoke cigars and for the most part (laughs) the responses were i you know whichever one that lights are the one that smokes and then people started naming different cigars and stuff and of course you know me being a still kind of being a newbie to all of this whole cigar life. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that is. And then I saw somebody post, post, you know, you can't forget Black and Miles. And I was like, there we go. That's (laughs) (laughs) That's my extent of cigars, Black and Miles. But I know over the years you've become a cigar aficionado, and I wanted to bring you on to talk about it because the reality is, a lot of guys and gals, after a great hunt, you know, you knock down that big buck, you know, you kill your lemon of ducks or whatever, doves, whatever the case is, you know. Or if you're just sitting around in camp, you know, you're drinking, maybe drinking some bourbon, drinking some whiskey or whatever your drink of choice, and then somebody will break up and light, a, light up a cigar. So, I mean, it. the reality is it's just a, just as much... A part of the hunt culture as it is anything else in our society. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to bring you on, and let's just you know just talk about you know the cigar culture and stuff like. I guess my first question to start it off is like, what made you get into it? Like what what brought you into it? And and matter of fact, before I before I say that, because one more thing, we did grow up you know together. We grew up in the same small town. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up hunting. I fished a little bit, but you didn't hunt or fish that much either, right? You were pretty much a a quote-unquote – city kid, right? For as much Pretty of much. a city that there was for <laughs> Timmonsville, you know, population I mean, of
1: 2,000. Yeah, I was about so, to say, you know.
0: for a population of 2,000, graduating class of 99, total high school <laughs> uh, 435, you were quote unquote a city kid. City kid, yeah. That was <laughs> me. I mean,
1: I, I went to hunt every now and then. I would fish with my uncles every now and then, but it wasn't a passion of mine at all.
0: Right. right.
1: I, so, just, I did it to get out of the house.
0: And you know what? Still, to this day, as a grown man, I enjoy doing it. But a lot of times, I go just to get out of the house. So, you know, yeah. nothing wrong with that. But the cigars, that I know that's your thing. You've been posting about it for a while. Like, what drew you into that? Like, what made you say, you know what? I'm a grown-ass man now. I'm start smoking cigars.
1: You know, basically what it was, I mean, I, I never really tried cigars. And this was about 10 years ago. I went to a, a, a friend had a whiskey tasting party at his house during football season. So we were just chilling, and he had all these different whiskeys, and we were just trying them and, and talking about how they taste and whatever, trying to mix them with stuff. So then he brings out this box of cigars. I'd never had one in my life. Mm. So he said, just pick one. So I pick one. And I lit it, and I, and I tried. I was like, okay. Um, I, I inhaled a little too much smoke, so I was choking a little bit at first. <laughs> but... But he was like, he was like, no, bro, slow down, slow down. See, you can taste the cigar. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, just, just inhale it, taste it, and blow it out. He so tried a couple times. I was like, okay, I, I, I kind of I see where you're coming from. He's like, now, grab one of these whiskeys, pop it back. And you can really tell you can, you can match a, a certain beverage with a certain cigar. And huh. he showed me how to do it. And, you know, he'd have parties like every other week. Mm hmm. And I, I go back, I keep trying, I keep trying. I say, oh, okay, I kind of see how this works now. And it just kind of went from there. And I would try different beverages and wines and whatnot. And, you know, before I knew it, I was in a, in a cigar humidor every every weekend buying this stuff. Wow. That, that's just as simple as it started. Just a party.
0: And uh 10 years later, now you... Here we are, We're exactly. Off. Now, are you a, like... And I want to get back to the matching, you know, with different okay. brandies and whiskeys and stuff like that. Um, because the thing is, for as much as I like to try new things, I'm kind of stuck in my, like, I know what I like. So I kind of mm-hmm. go with, you know, what I know, you know, like I'm a uh, a Jack Daniels, Uncle Nears kind of guy, you know, especially the Honey Jack. That's really like my deal or whatever. But do you find yourself being more of a social cigar smoker or obviously in the day and age of COVID and this COVID hell we we're in, do you find yourself coming home and just relaxing and enjoying it on your own? Like what, what kind of a cigar smoker are you?
1: I started off as a social cigar right. smoker. I would do it at parties. I would, you know, I'd, you know, we go to a cigar lounge, hang out or whatever. But once I really kind of got to understanding and kind of finding my own vibe with a cigar, I just, I do it by myself. Mm. Like after work, I mean, because I work from home. Yep. So it's, it's nothing for me to go down to the patio. I grab a couple sticks out the humidor and just go sit there turn on some jazz and let the day just float away by myself.
0: So so you're saying the cigars lend itself to jazz. It's not a trap music kind of thing. Because I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm a trap music rock and roll guy. So, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to take what, a nap when I'm smoking the cigar. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it's 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 really just just whatever
1: your taste is. Yeah. You know, for me, cigar is relaxation. Like I sit on the patio. I mix myself a drink. I put my feet up. I turn on some music, and I just don't think about anything. Right. But some people, I may mean, Hey, if you want to sit there, you want to you know you want to listen to uh whatever. It's it's just your vibe. But but a cigar kind of helps that vibe because it's, you focus on the taste, you focus on the aroma. You sit there and you just don't think about anything. So it's a relaxation for me.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. What's your, so what what are you on right now? Like, what's your, like, do you have a favorite? Because, oh man, I just got so many, like, questions, so many things just popped in my head at once. But I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay right there. What, okay. you know, your favorite, like, what What have you become, like, okay, like, what's your go-to?
1: My go-to. Okay. So, just a, a quick background, then I'll jump into that. So, there are really two kinds of cigars. There's machine-made and there's hand-rolled. Machine-mades mm. are, like... Black and Miles, the one, Dutch Masters, the ones you find in the gas station,
0: Philly blood, yeah,
1: exactly. Now, now, there's nothing wrong with them if that's your thing, but okay. but when, when they when it when they make that's cigars, hilarious.
0: I know. I had heard, heard Dutch Masters, and yeah, oh my god,
1: Dutch Masters are trash. But we'll get into that later, but. but when they make cigars, there's there's two kinds kinds of tobacco they have. They have whole leaf and partial leaf. Okay. Partial leaf is like broken up stuff. That's like when they when they process tobacco, the stuff that falls on the floor. Yeah, that's what go that's what goes into machine made stuff. Oh, it's cheap. It's easy to smoke. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people take the tobacco out and do whatever with the wrapper, but that's on that's on them.
0: Right. And well, that that was the other thing. Like you don't really, <laughs> like I don't really know people that smoke phillies and dutch masters like they use them for for other things that are a little bit more accepted nowadays than they were when we were in school yeah they they use the wrapper for other purposes
1: but i mean like i said that's your thing that's your thing i ain't mad at
0: you right you do that
1: but but to really enjoy a cigar you want to get a hand roll cigar because they use whole leaf it smells better it smokes better and the smoke isn't as toxic for you because it's just natural tobacco. Mm.
0: There's
1: no ke- there's no chemicals, no fillers. It's wrapper, tobacco, and a light. See,
0: and that, that was what I always wondered because you see for years all these, you know, things about smoking and lung cancer and all the other crap that's in, you know, cigarettes and stuff like that. And I always wondered what made... Cigars exempt from all of that.
1: It's just tobacco. C- cigarettes are about ninety percent chemical, ten mm. percent tobacco. Cigars are hundred percent natural, cured tobacco. Wow. Nothing else. Wow. Okay. I mean, I mean, like, like imagine going into a chemistry lab and, and lighting something. Right. That's that's basically what you get when you smoke a cigarette.
0: Right. Just but oh. a
1: cigar, just tobacco. Whole different ball game.
0: Interesting. So they're handmade whole leaf. So is now when you start getting into the different brands. Mm-hmm. Are we just talking about different grades of tobacco? Typically,
1: I mean, because there are so there are thousands of cigar brands out there, right? I mean, you can go from $2 a, a stick to $100 a stick or more.
0: That's crazy.
1: You know, it depends on your taste, depends on your budget. Now, now the upper tier cigars, ones that are $10, $15 or more, typically they are aged tobacco. So mm. they smoke a lot smoother. They aren't as harsh. Right. It's that, that smooth, nice, creamy kind of flavor. And they and they burn longer. Now, the, the, the cheaper ones, I, 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 want, I shouldn't even say cheap less expensive ones. Because <laughs> so uh, it, it, it's not cheap. Okay. But but the uh, the flavors aren't as dramatic. And they burn a little bit quicker. And they, they just taste different. But, I mean, but if, if you're an everyday smoker like me, I mean, if you find one that you like for 3 or $4, you buy a bunch of them, you smoke one every day, and you may have a more expensive one that you pop in a couple times a week.
0: Mm. Depends on your budget. Gotcha. Gotcha. That... And it's funny because, like, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm kind of taking notes, and when you say that, you know, like whenever you hear about, you know, cigars or you think top of the line cigars, the first thing that you always think about is Cubans. You know, people always talk about Cubans and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, well. So what is that? Because when you say "yeah" like that, like okay. what what what's the scoop a, in there? That's the first thing that people
1: think about is a Cuban Cuban cigar. Well, there are plenty of Cuban cigars, and it's not so much always that the the tobacco from Cuba is the way they make it is Cuban, because there there's certain manufacturing processes that Cuban-made cigars that they have. So you got Cubans, you got Dominicans, you got Nicaraguan cigars. All of them are made a little different, mm-hmm. but I mean, I mean, I mean, like I said, there are thousands of them out there. So the big one that people think about, you, and you've probably seen it, there are these things called Cohibas. Yeah, Cohiba Cuban cigars. Those are the ones that are most popular. Those are the ones that get copied the most. Those are the ones that, if anybody goes to Miami on vacation, somebody gonna try to push some Cohibas on them on the street. That's just <laughs> the way it is. Okay, and. Half of them are fake, some of them are real. Wow! But half of them are fake. How can you tell I mean, the fakes from the real? You can look at the wrapper. Real. If the if the if the wrapper there's there's certain like little little gold um, hologram markings on the uh, on the cigars. Okay. If it doesn't if, if it doesn't have the hologram, typically it's not real.
0: Huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: and and the real ones the the bands are kind of thick. It's it's not like. Uh, it's not like these, uh, the ones you can just make with your, with your inkjet printer at the house. <laughs> so, but I mean, because, the, you know, because of the economic embargo we have now, they're kind of hard to come by. And if you find them,
0: they're expensive. Sure. So. Now, yeah. are you, where, where are you purchasing your cigar for? Because like, even like right now. As we speak, like, I, I'm in Florence, and mm-hmm. I was I was very surprised to find a cigar bar that is in Florence. And, it, I mean, it's downtown, uh, Dargan Street area. I think you, you're familiar with Dargan Street, right? You remember when, yeah. we, when we grew up, Dargan Street was all barbershops and and black owned businesses and stuff like that. And now they've gentrified the hell out of it. And they've got, <laughs> you know, all yes. these fancy restaurants and all these different things, but there's a cigar bar down there. I have not been in, in there because, you know, obviously COVID and other different reasons and whatnot. But my point that I'm getting to is when I ride around in these areas around here, outside of that cigar bar, most of the places that sell like tobacco or cigars or stuff like that are the same places that you buy fireworks from, and for those yeah. that may not be familiar, people flock from all across the country to come to South Carolina to get fireworks because they can get them dirt treat so Absolutely. you can go to the firework place, get your two hundred dollars worth of fireworks, and then go across the hall and get your you know cigar or whatever so my point being. Is there, like, a particular place where you go buy them? Is there more of a high-end place? Can you get a high-end cigar and fireworks for Labor Day at the same place? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Typically, in, in, in smaller towns, you can. The selection may not be as good. They may not, they may not hydrate cigars as they should, so when you get them, they may be a little dry. But like, you know, but like here in Charlotte, there are lots of cigar stores, yep. cigar specialty stores. Yeah. There's cigar lounges everywhere. Yep. So, I mean, they, they take precise care of, of the humidity and everything with cigars. So it's a little bit different kind of market. Sure. Uh, I mean, here, I mean, there's there's a cigar shop about three or four minutes from me. And they have a, I think it's about a 1,200 square foot humidor, which they're just everywhere. mm and it's the high end stuff, the low end stuff, everything in between. Um, like I said, man, it depends on your budget. You you can you can probably spend a thousand bucks on cigar if you really want to. I wouldn't recommend it,
0: but you could. <laughs> like what? That, see that, and that's the thing. Like what? What is? Because we come from, and I and I know we keep I keep talking a lot about you know where we come from, which is a lot of you know inside pool for a lot of people, but. The fact of the matter is we grew up in South Carolina. We grew, And at the time we grew up, South Carolina, along with North Carolina, but more so South Carolina for us because, like I said, it was where we were, was a big tobacco economy. And, yeah. you know, the tobacco barns and all the kids that worked in the tobacco fields and would come back to school with fresh clothes from their tobacco money. And, you know, so we – we grew up like around all of that. Like that it was part mm-hmm. of the of the culture. So i guess like what would make, you know, South Carolina tobacco better for a cigar than say like, you know, Florida tobacco or something like that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, oh no, I, I get you. Actually,
1: for most cigars are sold in the United States, I'd say only about two, three percent are actually made in America. Oh Most my. of tobacco Shocker. is made, made in Central America. Yep. And the reason for it is just the climate. Most tobacco comes from the Dominican Republic or Nicaragua. And it's just, just because of the tropical climate, yep. it's, it's just better for, for tobacco and curing tobacco.
0: Mm which is probably what put a lot of the tobacco farmers out of business in the areas where we grew up at. But that, that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, <laughs> uh, we all know who those t- who those tobacco farmers were and at least those that were out in those fields cropping that tobacco. But anyway. <laughs> um, I was there for a little while. It's all good. I, you know, I never, side tangent, I never cropped tobacco. Of all the things that I did growing up in the country, I can say that I never cropped tobacco, and in a way, I'm glad because I mean it wasn't for the faint at heart. Like, no, it, it, no, it was no. definitely some hard, hot ass work. But it's an overrated experience. <laughs> see, that's what I always thought. It's an overrated experience. Until the first day of school when you see everybody with their fresh tobacco cropped clothes oh yeah
1: you 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 made good money, but i mean you you got you got twelve shades darker. I was right about now. to say you
0: were twelve shades darker than you were when you left at the end at the beginning of the summer, yes. but you know you had the fresh clothes but i, I never cropped tobacco I, I, I missed out on that no well, you didn't miss that you didn't miss a thing no you good you fine you did you miss a thing. So, let's double back to the humidor. So, because you have okay. the humidor at the house. I know a yep. couple other guys that are big into, back, uh, big into cigars. You know, they have a humidor. I even saw a fellow one time. He has uh, basically equivalent to a walking humidor. Like, I was at a party, and he pulled up. He, like, unleashed a suitcase and stuff. I thought he was, like, selling the cigars. Like, he had, like, a nice little hand... Uh, carrying case and stuff, and you popped it open <coughs> almost like a like the old briefcase, and it's got like the humidor, and it's got like cigars and the special uh-huh. lighter and all this stuff. What part does the humidor pay, play in the process? And is it and is it expensive to have one at home? No, not at all. You can buy
1: you can buy a desktop humidor for about thirty dollars. Really? And wh- yeah, and what makes it good? is most humidors are with cedar. So when you season your humidor right, that means you you get the humidity right. Yep. You get you get not only the humidity for the cigar, but you also get the smell of the cedar. That that kind of gets infused into the cigar on top of the taste of the tobacco. So that kind of plays in, into the aroma oh, of the cigar. Okay.
0: Now, 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 but does it corrupt start- does it corrupt the cigar cuz like what if the cigar is not supposed to taste like cedar?
1: No, it doesn't. It okay. doesn't. One, one of the base flavors of a, one of the things that just come out when you light a cigar is that kind of woody cedar kind of flavor. Mm,
0: okay. that, that's like
1: a base flavor for a cigar. Gotcha. So, so that's why they line it with cedar. Gotcha. But now, once you kind of get into it, you know, because when everybody starts, you know, hey, I want to get the nice cedar humidor and I want to get the best lighter and the best cutter. So you kind of find your way in the game once you're in it for a while. <laughs> I, I, I have a Cedar Humidor, okay. but the best humidor out there is a cooler. If you get a small cooler and you can go into any cigar store or tobacco store, you can buy these little humidification packs. Okay. You, you throw them in the cooler, you put your cigars in there, close it shut, you're done.
0: Simple. How long do you need to leave it in there, though? The the packs will last six months. So basically, you could take like your garden variety construction igloo, Mm-hmm. Put your cigars in there, throw a pack in there, and be done.
1: Long as you get one pack for about every ten or fifteen cigars you have, so you got like forty, get three packs, you good for six seven months. With an igloo, with an igloo cooler.
0: Wow, a
1: lot of people don't know that, but you can save a lot of money doing it
0: that way. Interesting, and that's the and you're saying that there's no difference between doing that and then having the the nice cedar cooler that you are the nice cedar uh humidor
1: just depends on your level of bougie that's all (laughs) (laughs) depends on your
0: level of bougie (laughs) that's all it is interesting
1: you know it's in in my opinion it's better to spend more money on cigars themselves versus accessories you know if you know if if you want to buy an expensive torch lighter. Yeah, I mean, because you can buy, you can find some for a hundred dollars if you really really want one. Sure, go for it. If you want to spend four hundred dollars or more on a big, because uh, wow. they they have now where you can buy the wine refrigerators and convert them in the, the mm, uh uh-huh. If you want one of those, go right ahead. You know, it looks nice. You can have it in your man cave. It, it look it looks cool. Right, it's a conversation piece. But just for the sheer storage of your cigars, a cooler works
0: perfectly. Wow and mind blown because even when you talk about coolers you know i'd say i being facetious i say you know like your garden variety construction igloo cooler as opposed to you know your high dollar you know yeti or uh orca or whatever you know like these uh molded industrial coolers that you know Mm -hmm. everybody's getting now
1: as long as you got a good seal on it you're good
0: wow interesting
1: put no money into the cigars don't worry about what you're putting in don't worry about much you put in
0: there right now so the like i've seen the torches and stuff i mean i mm-hmm. you know i bought like a little small little uh butane torch when for when you know i was Dressing like plucking ducks and stuff when you finish you know plucking a duck or a geese or whatever you use, like the little torch to kind of burn off the rest of the little feathers that you can't pluck off so i, I mean I've seen the torches, you can definitely use that type of torch uh to light a cigar what What does a four hundred dollar torch do that your garden variety you know fifteen dollar academy torch does? <laughs> you know what I mean like. It's I all fire, brother. I, I, <laughs> it's all right. fire. That's why I try to understand, like, what do you pay? Are you, like, paying, like, 10 bucks for the torch and 390 for the name? Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, well, you know, I, honestly, and, and, and one thing that,
1: that I learned getting into cigars, I did not know how big the subculture culture really was.
0: Oh yeah, I it's had huge. I had no idea when I got into it. yeah, it, it's but, huge like I just yeah. just from just from observing and like I said I've smoked you know a couple cigars here and there and it's something that I want to do more of like especially if we ever get past this freaking COVID hell like I want to go you know I can see myself going you know to a cigar lounge and just kind of relaxing and, and whatnot in a social setting but. Mm-hmm yeah it, like you say it it is it's huge
1: yeah it's billions and billions of dollars now when people when you think about a cigar lounge, you think of people in suits, you think about the mahogany shelves and stuff around and <laughs> the big leather chairs, you sitting around smoking a cigar. well, the whole image is it's changed nowadays, especially in the past two or three years, because most cigar loungers now are very laid back yeah they're more like they're more like sports sports bars now than anything.
0: Which is what I like because I'm yeah. not a suit like I'm not a suitent type person. So, and it, it's funny because I was go I was out one night, and I wanted to go your boy because uh, I know you're a big Panthers fan. Well, your former boy, New, uh, Cam Newton, has yeah. a place in Atlanta, that was and shit. and I tried to get in, and I mean you basically got to be Sunday best to get in there, and then they you know they have very these very you know intimidating or they try to look intimidating real non-personable guards at the door that you know basically won't let you in there unless you look like you know you're going uh you know coming from the sunday you know from your from your prayer meeting or whatever you got to be sunday best to get in there but i do like the fact that you know a lot of these lounges now like you said, are are a little bit more laid back and you don't have to be so suited and booted to be in there.
1: Exactly, exactly. Most of them now, is you know, as, lo- as long as you're wearing shoes, you okay. I mean, for real. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, you know, like like there's one particular one I go to. It's, it's uh, a little place uh, near Charlotte called Mooresville. Yeah. Uh, my favorite place is called Gold Leaf. Shouts out to my boys at goldleaf, But they, um, it's lots of tables, Lots of leather couches, plenty of TVs, a big huge bar. You come in, you put your feet up, and that's it. You sit there and chill. You smoke, you talk. They got music on Friday nights. They got food on Saturdays. They show football on Sundays. I mean, that's all it is. It's just a a social smoke. uh, Cigar smoke has become more of a social thing now versus a upper crust luxury kind of thing. Right. It's just social now, and and that's what I like about it. You know, you 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 kind of. Trial and error. You find you find the brand you like. You find what you like. You sit out with some friends and, and you shoot the shit. That's that's really what it is.
0: Yeah. See, and I and I think that's that's the that's the draw, you know, for 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 me. And then you know, like I said in the beginning of this, you know, when you're out you know you're in camp or whatever you know some guys may pull out you know a couple cigars or whatever and you know you're sitting around the camp and you're just relaxing shooting shit and and smoking you know smoking a good cigar and just you know hanging out and enjoying yourself
1: exactly 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 now i will say matter of fact i'm gonna give you a couple things If, if you're new to the game some things that you you have to know (laughs) <laughs> to fully enjoy a cigar, because if, because if you don't do this, you risk running into a problem. Okay. The biggest thing with a cigar, if you're gonna do it, make sure you eat first. Mm. That's I've heard that. Yeah. Paramount. <laughs> because now, while, while cigars don't have that that negative feel like a cigarette. Yep. They do have nicotine. And if you get enough nicotine in your system on an empty stomach, you will feel nauseous after a little while. Yeah. And your head will start spinning. And you will feel like you're drunk. <laughs> and, if you, and if you pair that with, with whiskey or something, you, you will be completely out. Yeah. So make sure you eat. Make sure you're full. Make sure you have a, a, some kind of beverage. A, a sugary drink will be even better. Because it counteracts the effect of the nicotine
0: yeah uh, I've, I've heard that like I've heard yes. people that say you know like oh this cigar is strong or this cigar gives a little bit more of a buzz and typically basically- the
1: dark the darker the cigar the stronger it is now it's huh. not
0: always that way but 9
1: 99 times out of a hundred the darker it is
0: mm-hmm. the stronger it is interesting yes so you got to eat first gotta eat and you
1: gotta drink something most kind of Light brown to kind of midway brown cigars, they're very mild, very mellow. Those are the ones you, you use when you, you're you just drinking some wine, it's a conversation, you're kind of going back and forth to the cigar, you're kind of chilling with it. But if you ever just want to have that experience by yourself, mm-hmm. get you a nice dark cigar, get you, good, get you a good scotch, get you a good whiskey, just sit down, turn on some music, and just put your feet up. That's that's my that's that's my place right there. Okay. I love dark cigars and just chilling by myself. Now of course you know, I'm social, I, I go hang out too, but if you just kinda wanna let the day forget the day ever happen, <laughs> you
0: start right there. That's where you go. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so what's the what what's the next must have? So you gotta eat first, make sure you drink and then
1: There there is cigar etiquette, so don't sit there and, and, and just and just puff on it like you're crazy. Is puff, enjoy, and then you can put it down. Then you talk, do whatever you're doing, you pick it up again. Because a lot of people will sit there and, and they'll just, just puff and puff and puff and puff and puff. Before you know it, the smoker's everywhere, the cigar's halfway gone, and you haven't enjoyed it at all. The point of a cigar is to enjoy it. So you take the, now, of course, you never inhale cigar smoke. Right. Don't ever inhale cigar smoke. If you do, you know. No, you'll start chilling.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> but what you do is you get smoke in your mouth and you taste it. And believe me, cigars have very, very distinct tastes. So it's like there's thousands of them out there and there's a thousand different flavors. Mm. You enjoy the smoke, you puff it out. you kind got to get that aftertaste in your mouth and then you, then you drink whatever you're drinking. So now you got the taste of what you're drinking and aftertaste of the cigar. Whatever mixes well for you. Some people have different tastes. I happen to like kind of a strong whiskey and a, and a dark cigar. Some people like the mild ones a little bit sweeter. That's on you. So wh- wherever your happy medium is, you've got to find it.
0: Interesting. Now what... Cigars
1: should last about, a normal cigar experience should last about an hour, hour and a half. So oh. make sure you have time to do it too. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, of course, like you say, if you're sitting around with friends or whatever, of course it, it may be slower, it may be faster depending upon the conversation, depends on the music, depends on what you're doing. Right. But if, but if you're chilling by yourself, hour, hour and a half. It's probably
0: a good time. Now, what about relighting? Because there was, you know, I, I've had a couple experiences, and you know, like you say, you puff a little bit, and you stop, and you talk, and you drink, and then you puff, and then you stop, and you talk, and you laugh, and you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And then next thing you know, the cigar's out, and you yep. got to relight it. Like, what is there? Is there is there a a, a trick to it, or is there like a certain Way, There's or, not or, or that's just part of the game? That's just part of the game.
1: I mean, because you put a cigar down for five or ten minutes, it's, it's going to go out. Yeah. Now, you will find the higher-end cigars, they tend to stay lit a little better. But typically, keep your lighter in your pocket. Yeah. Because you're going to need it. Okay. Another big thing, too, about cigars is watch the burn. The better the cigar, the higher end of the tobacco they use... The sharper to burn, which means like if you watch a cigar burn, there isn't that wiggly kind of line as it burns; it's kind of a straight.
0: Yeah, like a straight, even, hard, yeah. almost like a straight hard ash. Exactly,
1: exactly. So, so the better cigar, the more you'll see that.
0: Yeah, because because in there in there like a like a like a culture in its own of like you know how long they can hold the ash and who exactly? And
1: yeah. Called, yeah, ash club. So the longer you hold it, you can get it down to the nose. But I drop in the ash, supposedly the better is a cigar. Which sounds
0: like ass club, but whatever. <laughs> that be for real. That's what they come.
1: <laughs> but I mean, but that's personal preference. You know, some people just like to hey tap it off while they talk and hold it in their hands. Yep. Some people are are like see like about it. You know, they they go they go try to hold on to the very end.
0: Now here, but, here's the thing, and this is what uh, one of the things that I'm curious about because. And it sticks in my mind. I don't know if you watched the game last year or even remember it, but I want to say it was Miami and the University of Florida. Uh Uh-huh. And they kept showing cutaways Leon Searcy, former tackle for the University of Miami. And he had a stogie that looked like it was the size of somebody's fist. Like, that thing was so big (laughs) And round like do you you remember do you remember what this game? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So and they kept showing like they kept going to cutaways of them like, and it really didn't. Like I don't know if it was lit and if it was lit. I don't. I think once he kind of got into the game, he really wasn't worried about it. But I mean that thing was huge. Yes like what's the deal with like the different size and then even i know there, are are even little itty bitty ones like you know people's cigarillos or whatever like yeah what's like what's the difference i mean obviously just more tobacco or whatever but is that just basically it or what
1: honestly man it's it really comes down to your taste i mean they've got like you said cigarillos They got short ones. They call robustos. They got the medium sized ones. They call toros. Then they got the big ones. They call gordos. Gordos are they're about uh, sixty centimeters around. Um, Usually anywhere from six to seven inches in length. You know, I personally don't want anything that big in my mouth. But hey, it's all good. If if you own that, hey, that's your personal preference. But I mean, but you know, (laughs) I mean, I mean, they got, they got, and they call it ring game. And some ring gauges up to like eighty or ninety. <laughs> if that's your thing, I mean, hey, that's your thing. But that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> For real, I mean, it's. Now I will say, usually the largest a cigar, sixty by the as, as I'll go. It is more tobacco. It is more flavorful because they do last longer. Mm. So, and and in cigars you have these things called transitions. Okay. Usually. The way they build cigars is that the, the taste change every third of the cigar. So the first third will taste like one thing. The second third, which is a big, the big flavor versus cigar will might be completely different. And then third, the last third is kind of where you kind of mellow out and it kind of fizzles out. So there are taste transitions in cigars. Huh. So so how it starts will not be how it finishes. And that's the beauty of it yeah. because you never really know. Wow. That's
0: the fun part. That is bananas. Now, what about... Now, We when we first started, we were talking about, you know, mixing the different cigars with drinks. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a, like, rule of thumb or is it basically, you know, just what you, you know, like, I- your preference or what do you, you know, have a taste for? Or... Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, a lot of it comes to, to personal preference,
1: but there, there are a couple rules of thumb you can work with. So usually the darker cigar that means it's a little stronger right so you need something strong to counteract that flavor so a scotch a whiskey something like that If it's a little bit lighter brown usually it's a little bit sweeter so a coffee some kind of mixed drink usually the milder ones those are yeah i mean that, that could just be like like some people smoke mild cigars in the morning Just kind of get them a buzz, get them going, and they'll maybe have a light coffee or orange juice or apple juice, something like that. So Mm -hmm. it just kind of depends upon the heaviness of the cigar. The Mm -hmm. heavier cigar, the darker cigar, you definitely want to go with a, um, like I said, scotch, whiskey, something like that, brandy, something like that.
0: Wow, man, gee, I had no idea. Like, I knew that there was, you know, like. Like you say, the etiquette and like a, a a rhyme to the reason, but I I just had no idea that it went so deep. It does, it does. Um, I mean, and I mean, we didn't even talk about talk about wines. I mean, well, I let's mean, talk the, about wines. It, All right. I, what, well, I
1: mean, the the darker the wine, the drier the wine, kind of goes better with a harsher cigar, a little bit darker cigar. But the sweeter, the lighter the wine, mm-hmm. you kind of want a model cigar because it counteracts flavors. Man, See,
0: cause I—oh so like, no, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, I was gonna say. So, like, if you are sitting there with like a uh, like a riesling mm-hmm. or a chardonnay, yeah, you kind of yep. want you kind of want that, that mild to medium body cigar, right? Not too heavy. You don't want you don't want to overpower the wine. You kind of want the wine to complement the taste. But if you sitting there with a, you know you sitting there with a merlot, you are sitting there with a, um, with a dark red, yep. Then you you want to have something heavier to counteract that taste.
0: Which is interesting because you would think like, you know, heavy cigar, lighter drink as opposed to heavy cigar, heavier drink or lighter cigar, lighter drink. It's That's pretty interesting because you would think, you know, you would want to kind of, like you say, counteract the other one. You know, with one with the other. So if you got a you know big strong cigar, heavy cigar, you want some you know a drink that's going to kind of mellow, mellow you out, or mellow you know mellow that taste out, not be as strong or hit you that hard, you know, mm-hmm. as a cigar. But it's interesting that it's pretty much the the, the opposite. Of that yeah, I mean it's you know I mean that's just a general rule, but. You know, like, like I said, once again,
1: because there's so many cigars out there, like there's so many wines out there, it really comes down to your personal preference. Whatever you like, whatever makes you happy, whatever relaxes you, whatever gets you in your mood, that's what you do. But that's just a general rule of thumb. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, see, there's a, there's a part of me now that wants to go over there on, uh, on 52 uh, right before you get on 95 and hit that little uh, smoke shop. And, yeah, uh, they, they got good deals in there. Matter of fact, there's another one.
1: Um, uh, Harris Teeter right there on Palmetto Street. There's there's a little cigar I shop. Know exa- I know
0: exactly. I passed there. by that place uh, a few times since I've been down here, and I saw it, and I was just kind of like, eh, eh, they probably got fireworks in the back. No, <laughs> like, <don't really>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, eh. probably get they like. Got a, th- they got a decent humanoid, man. You go check them out. Okay. They're decent. I will. I will. I'll start there because I, I kind of do want to want to, you know, tiptoe in it a little bit, especially you know, like I said, by by myself or whatever. Because you know, I have a couple other friends that you know are into it, and you know, I kind of see what they do and stuff like you know. um, One of them, they even have like a their own holder. Like they don't even hold the cigar. They got like you know, like how you seen you know those old movies back in the day when those women would have like the little thing. Matter of fact, your girl, yeah, your girl had one in uh, in Harlem Nights. Jasmine guy, she had like the little the little stick or the little tweezers or whatever, smoking her (laughs) her cigarette. You know, just real sophisticated. Like they don't even don't even touch the. this cigar, they just put they just put the little stick or the little tweezer <laughs> on it and just puff, you know, it was real, real dignified. So. And
1: smoke it all the way down to the end. Yep.
0: Yeah, I I don't see myself doing that, but I wouldn't recommend it. Not like, a good look,
1: but right, you know, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't play just, yourself like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let it burn your fingers like everybody. Else. Right. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Man, G, before you get out of here, man, what what's going on with the podcast? You got the Morning Smoke Charlotte. What yes, what's going on in in the podcast? Cuz you kind of touching everything. Like it, it, the title says Morning Smoke, but you kind of <laughs> You're touching, you know, all kind of different stuff. I think I'll, yeah. the, last, uh, the last one I saw, I think you were talking about, like, traffic jams in Charlotte and stuff. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah. I, I,
1: I, get, I get a little crazy with mine. But I'm, I'm in the second season now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's the Morning Smoke Charlotte. You may even see the Morning Smoke CLT. It's, it's in a couple places. You can get your phone, you know, wherever, Apple, Google, wherever you, you, can, you can find me. Um, I talk about whatever's on my mind. Whatever hits me that week, and if I feel like there's there's something heavy, I need I got to get it out. That's that's my venting stage. That's where I talk. Um, so yeah, every every Saturday at ten o'clock, I put a new one out. I just talk, man. I, I speak my mind. I speak my heart. I've gotten some interesting responses, but you know, it's it's all good. When,
0: when you say interesting, what what? <laughs> Oh what do you God. call interesting? Because <laughs> oh, I'm always curious about man. that. Because you 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 touch on some heavy some heavy subjects, and, and I respect that because you know there the the great thing about podcasting is you really can do whatever the hell you want. Exactly, and it, and, <laughs> and, that's, that, and that's what I love about you. Right? That that's what I love about the medium. You know, like there are a couple of times that I've touched on stuff that's going on. You know, but for the most part I try to just kinda do my own thing. I keep it to the hunting, fishing and outdoors or fun stuff. Like, you know, I don't like to get too deep into weeds. I mean, obviously there's certain things you just can't help but talk about or or, you know, have an opinion about, but I mean you get down and you get into it, man. So yeah. what what is I'm curious as to what sort of the feedback that you receive. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, and 90% of it has been positive. you know,
1: asking questions. Hey, you should talk about this next time or whatever. But the
0: 10%, (laughs) the 10% is always the loud. I call them loud and wrong, but they're, they are loud and strong,
1: Ooh, man. I've gotten some hate mail. I've gotten some, you should choke on your microphone. Stop talking about this, (laughs) uh, you know, drunk twenty twenty. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Okay, we we like that. That's fine. You I respect your opinion, but don't email me no shit like that no more. It's
0: right, all good, right? Uh, right.
1: But you know, but you, hey, you know, when when you open a platform like that, you open yourself up to to both uh, praise and criticism. Yeah. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But but with the podcast, I'm still gonna do it every Saturday at ten o'clock. But I but I'm changing the way I do it a little bit. Because I haven't mean, even told you about it. I may mean, have like told you a little bit about this. I actually opened a radio station. an yeah. Internet radio station.
0: Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's called, it's called Meridian 524 Radio. Uh, it's actually online right now. It's, it's, it's just playing music right now. But starting next Friday, I'm going to start doing um, uh, programming. Okay. I'm lining up, lining up some, programming, some programming during the week. Uh, and then what I'll be doing is I'll be doing my own show. From ten ten p.m. to two a.m. Monday through Friday, Whew. called "Smoke in the City," and the podcast will then kind of be an offshoot of the radio show.
0: Now, you go are you so, going to take like parts from that radio show and kind of like chop it up to form the podcast, or are you going to record it? Yes, okay, exactly.
1: Okay, exactly, exactly. So, so that's starting next Friday. Nice. Um, should be fun uh if you want more information go to the ig page meridian 524 radio the link for the radio station is there you can listen to the music that'll take you to the program and when it starts next week
0: 10 to 2 boy that's a that's a lot of talking g you
1: do you remember the tv show midnight caller on nbc back in the day
0: vaguely yes I used to they, love that show. Well, they basically would sit up and they would just be talking, and then they would take callers and they'd be like, "Well, you know, I don't know if I if he loves me, but maybe <laughs> yes. like that kind of deal." Exactly.
1: Yes. And I and I always told myself if I ever had a chance when I was older, I was gonna have my own radio show. Well, damn it, now I got one. So I'm gonna do an overnight radio radio show. I'm gonna take calls and we're talking about
0: whatever, and we we'll have a little fun with it. Nice nice man well shameless plug if you ever need a guest you know don't hey man i'm calling you man because we're we gonna chat we go chat about especially football
1: season coming up man come on
0: well hopefully well, we'll hopefully, we'll, hopefully have, we'll have one we'll have something to talk about but exactly uh yeah i don't know man I, i'm i'm optimistic that it's gonna put it like this it's gonna happen okay like i i I know things that I am not at liberty to discuss. It's going to happen. will it finish? That's the question, yeah, how committed yeah. to finishing will uh the people that are in control are like how committed to finishing are they like baseball uh from my standpoint. I like baseball. I, I I like what they're doing because they're like, listen, we're going to do this. If you guys want to go hang out in the strip club and want to go and get wings when you get to a city and you know that city's a hot spot and you want to go hang out and half of your team gets COVID, fine. We'll cancel the game. We'll take it off the schedule and we'll keep going. Like, there's none of this panic, you know, oh, my God, we need to stop it. That, like – they keep going. The NBA figured it out with the bubble and all that stuff. So the commitment to finish is really what is, you know, that that's the linchpin. That's what's holding yeah. everything together. And it's going to be interesting to see because we'll start. Like I said, I, I'm pretty confident we'll start. But when we finish, we'll find out.
1: I hope we do.
0: I miss football. I do too. Although preseason, <laughs> Although the preseason football, like I'm not – overly like distraught that we didn't get preseason football. Like no, because that's trash football. There there's something that's kind of cool with, you know, teeing it up on that first game and then just seeing what happens. I mean college does it all the time. So
1: that's the beauty of college football.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: You get out there, you tee it up, whatever happens, happens.
0: Are you actually going to participate in the fantasy league this year or are you going to leave your team out to dry? No man, I'm in. OK, because, you know, once your team starts taking a couple of whoopings, you kind of like fold.
1: I'm in, bro. I'm in. Okay. I'm in.
0: When's the draft? I'm in. That's a phenomenal question. I, that is the last thing that I've looked at with all the other things that I got going <laughs> on. I will, it's usually the, the, the Tuesday after Labor Day. So, like, usually I, I squeeze it down to where, you know, it's Labor Day. So I don't do it on Labor Day because people are doing whatever they're doing. But that Tuesday, and that gives it enough time to to make some moves if anything happens before that Thursday night kickoff. So it'll probably be probably be Tuesday, uh, Tuesday after Labor Day or uh, when folks are listening to this tomorrow because this will actually air on Labor Day. So okay, I mean, hey, you send me an email, I'm in, brother. Okay, 100%. sounds good, Gerald. I appreciate you coming through, man. I appreciate you doing this. Like I said, I wanted to do something a little bit out of the box, man. But to have you here and to come on, man, it, it's truly been a treat. Again, one more time before you get out of here, let folks know where they can find you at.
1: Hey, you can find me on IG. It's Meridian 524 Radio. Check me out. The radio station link will be there. All kinds of fun, fun programming coming here in the next week or so.
0: Awesome. Make sure y'all go check that out. Gerald, we'll catch up with you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right. Land. Thanks again to Gerald Anderson for coming through, kicking it with me on the Brian Land show, man. I really enjoy talking to Gerald. It's been a while since I've got a chance to uh, talk to him in you know in long form so really enjoyed it hope you guys enjoy that conversation make sure you guys check out Gerald's podcast The Morning Smoke Charlotte The Morning Smoke CLT Gerald's podcast like I said he talks about everything covers all kind of subjects and current events um random things like he said off the top of his head and just a good time so make sure you guys check that out next week's podcast for me here on the Bryant Land Show will be with Charlena McNeil, the Huntress Woods. You may see her on Instagram, the Huntress Woods. Uh, Charlena from South Georgia, I really enjoyed talking to her as well. So make sure you come back and check that out next week. Uh, Charlena McNeil will be the guest next week on the Bryantland show. Before I get ready to get up on out of here, man, I just want to make sure you guys check out bryantlandcountry.com, bryantlandcountry.com. That is the website. One-stop shopping for everything Bryantland. We got merch. We got videos. We have podcasts. All the podcasts from the archives are on bryantlandcountry.com. Make sure you take the time to go check that out once again want to send a big shout out to onyx hunt onyx hunt sponsor of the bryant land show man make sure you guys go and check that out download the onyx hunt map application great thing to have in the field know where you stand with the number one hunting app onyx hunt also, want to send a big shout out to Traeger Grills. We are a Traeger ambassador. Traeger Grills is going to be looking forward to getting some food on the grill this weekend coming up. Make sure you join the Woodfire Revolution. Traeger Grills. Join the Traeger Nation. As for me, man, it's my time to get on out of here get some things done hope everyone has a great week hope you're enjoying your labor day and make sure you come back next week for another episode of the Land show